welcome to another Bradley Basics podcast. Uh, this is one of my marquee stops in Michigan. I'm in Traverse City, Michigan. I'm visiting with a good buddy of mine, Dr. Edward Craven, a guy I've known since kindergarten, played a lot of hockey with him. He's a big uh, inspiration for me through my life on his uh, intellectual ability. He was one of those guys that uh, in high school and all through uh, school, just really steadfast guy. And uh, he's a uh, he's a physician here locally in uh, Traverse City. And he, I'm here in his uh, really high-end home that he's got here in TC. I went, did a little stick and puck with his uh, his two kids, two great kids. Uh, looks like uh, definitely little hockey players for sure. So how you doing, Eddie? Good. How you doing? Yeah. So what's going on? Oh, not much. Just, uh, you know, enjoying uh, having my buddy here. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's good seeing you. And when's yeah. the last time we saw each other? I think you came out of Jersey by that Beamer, right? Yeah. No, we. Uh, I flew out to New Jersey by that diesel. Yeah. What, what? How long ago was that? Do you think that was January two thousand eighteen? Yeah, so it's been some time. Yeah. It's been some time. Yeah, so you're doing good. So basically, um, I got lucky with that schedule because I when when he when you're a doctor, you're like on for what? What do you? You're on for uh, like a week, and then you kind of get a week off. Or how does that work? Yeah, I kind of work like five or seven, and then sort of one of five, something like that. I don't know. If what that, what does that math works so. Oh, those those are the days. Yeah, so you know, I work like uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I have Monday, Tuesday off. I work Wednesday, Thursday, and then I don't work till the following Wednesday. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. good. It's good scene. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I, I mean, I, I think I have your your uh, career journey kind of down. You uh, you went to um, what? Where'd you go for undergrad? I went to Albion College. Yeah, why did you? Was that a good? Was that a pre good pre med place? Yeah, is that was the so, motivation? Yeah, no, it's good pre med place. I mean, they uh, kind of pre professional. They so a lot of lawyers and doctors and accountants and things. You know, it's a it's a liberal arts school, so it uh, you know kind of broad broad based learning. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. So when you, when you say like a liberal arts school, is that how how does the uh, how does the medical stuff jive with that well it's uh it's actually good because they sort of teach you how to learn that's the whole point oh. so sometimes you go to a technical or a scientific school they you know teach you hard science but they don't really teach you how to learn yeah so I mean, like or at least that's the claim all right so basically how does that how did that training help you with being a, a doctor right now is it like reading people and working yeah. with different oh, yeah. people learning from pe- people is that yeah, I mean the 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 whole point was, you know, you just don't take hard science classes. You mm-hmm. do anthropology, you do sociology, psychology. Oh, wow. So yeah, you yeah. have your whole core uh, requirements is uh, much more broad than, let's say, a uh, you know, I have a BA in chemistry, not a BS. Okay. So I don't know. It's it's uh you know probably not as worthwhile as far as being a hardcore chemist, but as far as being a doctor, it's much more helpful. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And then you then you went to Case, right? For is that yep. where you went for med school? Yep, Case Western Reserve in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. So what's involved with getting into med school? It's a bit of a process. It's mm-hmm. a little little different now, but it's always been a process. I mean, uh, you know, you got to you got to have the grades, and you have to have the motivation. I mean, it's it's a big it's a journey, but you know mm-hmm. you uh, you know you step on the gas and you keep on the pedal down. Yeah. Um, so you got to take the pre-med uh, curriculum you have to do well on that um 
usually involves one year or at least one course of calculus like you and I took together. There. Yeah, we are in Delta. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. See, this is Delta College. It, yeah. Well, Eddie and I had a conversation. Like he, yeah, you know, I tried to study with him, and you know, I wasn't, you know, I was too scatterbrained to be hanging around with Eddie. But that's fine. It's all right. <laughs> that's all right too. Sorry, right. we had a good time, but uh, yeah. but yeah, we took uh, that course at Delta. So uh, that's Calc you know, One. Yep. Yep, Calc One, and then you, uh, you know, biochemistry and chemistry and biology. And they, uh, like I say, I think for the most part, med schools don't like actually the liberal arts style. So you're not just some sort of closet weirdo that, you know, knows their computer science and nothing else. Yeah. So now, 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 now I'm starting to understand that it's very, uh, you know, that's very, uh, the liberal arts is very good with what you, you, you kind of talked about how you can, when someone comes in to see you, you can kind of create a direction, you know? Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, it's like sales, like you do. I mean, mm -hmm. you got to try and read people. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, see what because what they say and what they want are sometimes two entirely different things. Mm -hmm. And why are they there? Are they there for a medical reason or something else? Right, right, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So also, too, you were you were uh, you you were in the military, right? I was. The, yeah. Uh, can you yeah, tell the, us about that? Yeah. No. The uh, so I was on an Air Force scholarship for uh, medical school. Okay. So, you know, I, when I was at Albion, the recruiters came through. First, it was the Navy. Uh, they came through. I was applied for a Naval scholarship, and then the Air Force came through, and I applied for an Air Force scholarship. And cool. It was the Air Force scholarship I got, so it was good. So. Yeah. And then you went out to Afghanistan, correct? I did. I was at Wright-Pat. So when I went active duty, I was at Wright-Patterson in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And then, and then I got deployed uh, November of 2013. No, not 2013, 2003. And, uh, yeah, so we oh, were, cool. I was in Kyrgyzstan. Where's that? So Kyrgyzstan's the former Soviet Union. So it was one of, uh, you know, the smaller Soviet states down by Afghanistan. It bordered, I'm not even sure if it specifically borders Afghanistan. It definitely borders Uzbekistan. But the um, we would fly in in a triangle from... Kyrgyzstan to Afghanistan to Uzbekistan and back on C-130s. They flew this triangle all the time. So What, just patrolling? Um, sort of just taking uh, personnel and supplies to, you know. The, the troops? Yeah, to Bagram and then to uh, Bishkek and or Bishkek to Bagram to uh, Karshikanabad in Uzbekistan. I was also at Karshikanabad for a while. Wow. So I mean, so what what did you do? Did you you took care of what the the pilots? Is that what you would do? No, uh, I was a CCAT doctor, so that's critical care air transport team. Okay. So it was uh, me as the emergency doctor, and then a respiratory therapist and a critical care nurse, and then we were attached to an air evac team, and it was two med techs and a uh, and a nurse. Wow. An air evac nurse, so we would be a six person team. So we would. Theoretically, evacuate uh, people that were critically ill. Um, so you like go on the plane and, and mm -hmm. do stuff. Yep, we had ventilators and wow. all kinds of stuff. But we, uh, you know, it was Iraq was hot and heavy. Afghanistan at the time was sort of a forgotten war because we'd sort of beaten the Taliban back into the hills and they hadn't really regrouped. Mm -hmm. Now we were looking for Osama, but we were much more uh, interested in getting Saddam. Mm -hmm. And so things were. Uh, more laid back, at least in the north of Afghanistan. The south was still pretty hot in Kandahar, but my 
region of responsibility was further north. Wow. So I I I kind of sat around and lifted weights and played PlayStation. I mean, <laughs> PlayStation. you know, I mean, oh, I just got pretty good at uh, you know GT four um, on uh, the old PlayStation two, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I got in good shape, but yeah. I mean, I, I evacuated a couple of people. I took a lieutenant colonel from Uzbekistan to Germany who was having a heart attack. And oh, wow. I took a couple of Afghan nationals from uh, basically Kandahar to Bagram for a CAT scan. Wow. And that's what I did. So I'm not, that's cool. I'm no, I'm no, I'm no you know, war hero. Yeah. You know well, hey, you were there, you know, no, you were there. That's right. impressive, you know. That was good. I had, so, yeah. So then, and then what you, you had to do a residency, right? Yep, after so, that, so how uh, long were you in the military for? Four years? Is that yeah. is that the drill? So so it was actually before that. So I was in. Uh, so I went from Case Western to University of Chicago with my residency. Okay, so you did residency first. Yeah, so you do residency right after medical school. So that's uh, for those people that are not uh, don't know the scene, and I never knew the scene. You know, internship is really just your first year of residency. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you'd be an intern, and then you'd go into a residency. So people were more on a rotating internship they hadn't actually decided the direction of their career uh-huh. but with um with the kind of things are, are now they used to call them like integrated residencies where your internship and residency were all a part of one program okay and but now that's kind of more the standard um like people that do um radiology and a couple of the other specialties uh, ophthalmology, they still do a classic rotating internship and then they go on to their specialty. Mm. Um, but uh, things like emergency medicine and family medicine and surgery and OBGYN all generally have integrated internships. So it's really just one extra year of residency where mm. you're doing what you're doing. Cool. And that was like, that was being an ER doctor, correct? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that's what it. Uh, and that was Cook County, so that's a pretty rough, rough area, right? Well, it was uh, University of Chicago, so huh. Cook's uh, a little further west. Was we that were, the hospital you were at, Cook County Hospital? I no, thought. no, I was at, at U of C, so University oh, okay. of Chicago. So right down by Museum of S- uh, Science and Industry. All right. So literally within about a mile of there is University of Chicago Medical Center. Mm-hmm. I did work at Mount Sinai, which was a part of our residency, which is like a mile from Cook County, and mm. we would take trauma one for one of those guys. They take one trauma, and we take one trauma. Wow! So it was, uh, it was what's pretty a, what's intense. A, what's there. a trauma? So uh, you know, the, we would get uh, gunshot wounds primarily down wow. there. But you 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 get car accidents too. People were always hitting viaducts. I never knew what a viaduct was till I was down there. They you know the under the bridge pass. Oh the, yeah, the, the things everybody's hammered and they'd hit the all drunk top. Oh, on Michigan <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Who knows? But it was either people hitting viaducts, falling off the back of their porch on these brownstones you know these three-story apartment buildings they fall off the back of their porch Jeez. work on shot wounds a lot of gunshot wounds at, at wow Mount Sinai. wow crazy crazy all right well you know we kind of talked about bradley basic so I, I basically what i'm doing is just doing a multiple a lot of different interviews of different occupations different careers obviously being a doctor is a is a real marquee is a real marquee thing uh and um you know so uh, what I'm doing is just highlighting the journey that oh, yeah. you do. So, yeah. um, the, you know, the first question I have is like, why did you pick the career that you did? Why, why, when, when, when did you be realize you want to be a doctor? Uh, to me, I, I just, I, when I saw, you know, the way you would study and it was amazing, like the, what you would do and how, and how just methodical and to the point you were, what'd you graduate from high school? Like a 4.2 or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. 
Look at look at that. So it's all right. No, no. Yeah, but I no, was, you were uh, you know you were the real deal, yeah, Craven, and I you still are. So I mean, it's just like that's that's the discipline you have to have to be a doctor. I would think, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, you definitely have to have discipline. Although we'll, I'm sure we'll get into it a bit, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So your question was uh, when did I decide I wanted to be a doctor? So. It was pretty early on. My my granddad was a doctor, and I always uh, heard my mom talking about, you know, he was a great man and all oh, those yeah. things. So it was kind of an inspiration. I wanted to be a great man, too. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to be like my grandpa, although I didn't really know him because, uh, you know, he was quite a bit older and, and had gotten mm-hmm. sort of dementia by the mm-hmm. time I was really... What kind of doctor was he? About. He was a surgeon in Saginaw. So he oh, was wow. a general surgeon, yeah. Wow. So... So I was kind of inspired to do that and just decided that's what I wanted to do when I was really young. And How, how young were you, do you think? Oh, you don't have to be exact. It's just Probably eight. Eight years old? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. A little bit. That's good, man. That's right. cool. Focused. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> uh, that, you know, I think you also mentioned a little bit last night when you were showing me your collection uh, that... You you live in this area? What your did your grandfather live in this area or something like that? Or you, there's no. a reason why we're li- why you're living in Traverse City? What? Oh yeah, no, he uh, he got um, a piece of land out on Old Mission Peninsula, and it's uh, really a real gem. Mm-hmm. And uh, this place is absolutely beautiful. And I just decided a long time ago that one day I was going to live here. Oh, wow! And here you are. And here I am. And how long have you been living here? We've been here six years now. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so it was good. I mean, it's a little bit of a journey, you know? Yeah, you had that place in uh, DeWitt that you had to... Yeah, nice Grand house. Ledge, yeah. Yeah, Grand Ledge or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we loved it. Yeah, you had to try to sell that place. Yep, that was cool. And you were, what, working in St. John's? Is that is that? Yeah, right? it was uh, Clinton Memorial Hospital there. Yeah, that's cool. Of, uh, yeah, it's a small ER. It's, that's my style. Yeah. I like running my own show. Yeah, so like, so yeah, you're, so you're an ER doctor, so uh, like you say, running your own show, like what does that mean? Well, you know, because I'm the only doctor there... Um, and often the only doctor in the entire hospital. I mean, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility, but you don't have anybody sort of looking at you all the time. <laughs> you're telling you, you what know, to you're, do. yeah, telling you what to do. I mean, you're you're running your own show. I mean, that's cool. You're the you're, you're the, the man guy in charge. Yeah. Yeah, the guy in charge. Yeah. So it's good. That's great, dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, did you have a coach or a mentor along the way? Like, did anybody work with you? I know your mom kind of inspired you. Did she? I know your dad's a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Um, funny enough, I really didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my uncle was a surgeon, but he's uh, kind of a different guy. I mm-hmm. mean, he's a fabulous guy. You'd never know he's a surgeon. He likes to garden. He's really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not always the case with the surgical people. Really? But uh, they tend to be pretty intense. And, and my uncle's intense, but in his own way. So I didn't really have a specific mentor as far as path goes. It was mm-hmm. more inspiration than mentoring frankly it probably would have been nice like i say i didn't know figure out the intern versus resident thing until i actually did it so (laughs) there wasn't a lot of a lot of one-on-one mentoring for sure and that that actually probably would have been pretty helpful yeah well i mean yeah i've I've, some other people i've interviewed uh through this journey that i'm doing here you know they're i think they could be mentors to younger people i think you're you help us a lot of uh, younger doctors don't you i do we we always have uh you know people you know, uh, the nursing staff, usually some of the other doctors, uh, want people to, you know, come and rotate in the ER with me and, mm-hmm. and love it, man. I love the students, uh, whether they're, you know, high school or college or pre-med or what have you, it's, uh, 
it's good. See what see what we. So that's do. kind of your yeah. reputation. That you're, you it looks like you could work with uh, people that are trying to get into the business. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I love awesome. it. Uh, there, uh, there's good. Uh, you know, people always think ER is always, uh, you know, gun and knife show, mm-hmm. a lot of trauma, a lot of things. No, a lot of it's not like that. We get a little bit of that for sure. We yeah, gotta, you got to be ready. You got to be prepared gotta, to do that. You got to be prepared to do almost anything. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's good. It's, uh, like I say, it's a lot of people skills. It's a lot like sales, Brad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, literally. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like waitressing, quite frankly. You know, you're serving the tables, man, and you're getting them in their food. I mean, you got to move like that. You got to think like that. You got to be quick. Mm-hmm. Um Stakes are a little bit different, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's 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 good to know. That's good to know. Um, so, what stage of your your you know your life or your, or your career did you you pivot into your cur- current role? Like you're you're kind of a senior. You're a senior uh, senior doctor. You know, you kind of run your own show there. Uh, yeah. So we're we're uh you know a pretty small ER. We've got eight beds, mm-hmm. and uh, we. Um, yeah, it's a, a PA and I, and then we have a nurse practitioner. So we, what's a PA? So that's a physician assistant. So okay, they sort of have a master's degree uh-huh. um, in uh, medical studies, kind of thing. Okay. So they, uh, you know, there's various levels. I mean, uh, ours are very senior. I say guys because we have guys. Everybody's uh-huh. like, dude. Uh-huh. Uh, my partner, who's my boss, she is obviously a female, but uh-huh. uh, everybody else uh, in the in the show is she the one that played it. hockey at uh, Boston? Oh no, no, that's uh, that's one of our that's our long term care PA. She uh, oh. she played goalie at Boston College. Wow, I think it was Boston. Maybe it was yeah. BU, but it was yeah, yeah. it was Division One in Boston. Wow, that's that's impressive. Oh yeah, dude, she's uh, hardcore. That's cool. Well, I mean, what are you what are you doing at what do you you know you're you've been a doctor how many years? Uh, I've been a doctor 22. I've been a, an attending, so finished my residency for 19. Okay. So, I mean, you know, you're obviously very experienced and skilled and, and everything else. So what do you, what, what do you work on? Like, what do you work on to, to do, you, do you improve techniques? Do you, uh, what are you using to, you know, what are you working on to continue to, you know, thrive at that, at the level that you are? Well, it's, uh, you know, you, you always have to be learning because, I mean, you see new stuff all the time. And with the COVID, I mean, you know, the first thing I did was I busted out my ICU books again and read about appropriate ventilator settings and mm. the whole, uh, you know, treating people with uh, ARDS, which is the acute respiratory distress syndrome when people's lungs essentially fill with fluids. And mm. so, uh, you know, I, I, Picked that up. I studied pretty hard there. You know, a lot of it's kind of the same. Mm-hmm. It's not same old, same old, but there's always something fresh every day. And we've got a we've got a great resource at work called Up to Date. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's all pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's a computer program that's a subscription through our uh, through our hospital. And I'm constantly on up to date. I mean, you see something fresh, even something like mono, you know, uh, mononucleosis, you mm-hmm. know, the sore throat, the big glands, the swollen spleen. You know, I, even on a mono case, I'll often check up to date just to make sure that, uh, what I'm doing is state of the art, not yeah. 10 or 20 years ago. You yeah. Know, that's sometimes cool. things, uh, you know, you're updated to the, they're you yeah, know, different t- technique, yeah. maybe a new drug that's out there or yeah. something like that. Something that's fresh. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay on it. I mean, it's not quite as big a grind, uh, as it once was, uh, you know, it's a lot of work up front and then just making sure you're staying fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a good foundation and then, you know, yeah. tweak and, and go. That's cool. 
That's cool. Um, all right. Well, you know, we got the final question. Like, if you were to do it all over again, what would you do? Or what would you change? Excuse me. What would you change? Would you change anything? Um, I think I would. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, I might dial it back a little bit. Quite frankly, I mean. What do you mean? Well, you know, through college, I mean, I don't. I don't want to seem like some sort of freak show, but I I didn't no, attend like a college football game at Albion until I was a senior. Really? And we, yeah, we were stunning all Saturday and Sunday. And, yeah. You know, and I, I I let some interpersonal relationships, you know, go because of like the, with a, the with focus, a girlfriend you know? or something. Yeah, or? exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, a girlfriend of four years of case. She, uh, you know, just decided to hit the road because mm-hmm. I apparently wasn't attentive enough, but too focused so well, it's good i yeah. mean but it's uh, yeah, well, i think there's a life lesson here at least for me well yeah i mean that you know you go through things and you know there's struggles in life right like i was joking around with my buddy don howder you know that emoji that you see there's some skinny kid you know that the struggle is real it is real and that's what you, you go through these things and you yeah. know that's right you have to like I, heck i was married had to get divorced and uh uh that was a whole different ball game but yeah you have to be you have you have to it's a different thing when you're in a relationship it's something you have to learn how to do and I think it, you know, I think it's balance. I mean, you know, a lot of times people, I see other youngsters lacking focus. I don't want to say I was too focused, but to a certain extent, there is a too focused mm-hmm. and uh, you, you see the light at the end of the tunnel, but that's all you pay attention to. You don't pay attention to the tunnel and the sweet graffiti on the walls and, mm-hmm. you know, everything else that's awesome about the tunnel. All you're looking at is at the light at the end. Right, and then right. when you reach the light at the end, what are you going to do? Right. You know, and there's been a little bit of that. I mean, that's where family comes in mm-hmm. because, you know, you uh, reach kind of, you know, in medicine, it's it's a little different. I mean, if you're academic, you can always be doing something different. But in clinical medicine where you're taking care of patients, mm-hmm. you kind of reach a, a point where you're doing the same old, same old a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, although emergency medicine is very varied. But so you got to have something outside of that to keep you fresh mm-hmm. as a person and, uh but on the way there, I kind of ignored everything until I got to the end. And, and you know, like I say, if I had any regrets, that would be those. I, I think yeah. I would have, uh, you know, taken a little bit more time to smell the flowers rather than. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. But yeah, yeah. But when you're, you know, it's like the question too, like, you know, you, you're inspired by your grandfather and your mother and how, how your mother thought of your uh, her father. And, you know, that, that got you going. But you, you're kind of a pioneer. You're like, no one really became you know no no there was no no mentor like to show no. hey hey crave it just you know uh pull back on the reins of skosh bro you're good you know like there's no one like and maybe you can maybe you can do that for somebody down the road yeah you know I, what i mean as as yeah. someone as a, as a you know what i mean i don't know if that if that make if that's something you'd want to try to do but i i think it would just just to empower your wisdom onto yep. someone that's insp- aspiring yep. to become a doctor when I try and uh, and the people that come and see me and uh, I work with them, you know, at uh, at work, which I try and I truly do and try and mentor them mm-hmm. and uh, you know push them in an appropriate direction. I mean, some people do need the reins pulled back. They're obsessive compulsive and they, mm-hmm. um, you know, can't. You know, they've got their blinders on, man. You need to pull the blinders back a little bit. You need to stay focused. And mm-hmm. that was the thing about my mom that was, uh, and she, she passed away in 1996 from lung cancer. Mm. She's a smoker. So, you know, she kind of left, uh, she died when I was just finishing my first year of medical school. Oh, and, okay. And so, but, uh, 
you know, you, you need to stay focused, but you, you know, need to live your life. Cause mm-hmm. we talked about this earlier, Sean, yeah. you and I, cause you know, you gotta live, Yeah. you know, you get, you can't just, you know, constantly. Be, well, I'll, I'd be say that, you know, being in this, this crib here for as long as you're living, bro. <laughs> All right. This, this That's place. All right. No, I, I mean, I'm walking around these little light switches, all these different little details. I mean, uh, yeah, this place, place in the view. It's good. You know, I did a, I, with Barbara, I did like a, a view of your, you know, the view that you have and stuff. Yeah. You're living, buddy. You're, you're living. It's very impressive. I, I, well, I, I spoke with your, your I, I spoke with your brother and I told him, and I would tell you the same thing. Like you and your brother and your sister as well were a big inspiration to me and how, how, how scholastic you guys were. And uh, it was a standard that, that I, you know, I've aspired to, and it's taken me a while to get there, but, uh, I, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not a doctor of quality, but I mean, I, I saw what I remember. I remember that I, I joke about it, but I remember you probably don't remember, but we had a physics class together and I was over your house and I was screwing around and you're like, well, Bradley, I gotta, you gotta go. I'm like, what do you mean? You're like, well, I got my advanced history that I gotta study for. And you kicked me out. And I'm like, you know what? That was disrespectful. You know, I was screwing around and, uh, I sh- you know, I should have, you know, but you were like that and that's why you're a great doctor and that's why you're, you're successful as you are. Oh, and, you know, and thanks. And, you know, and, and, uh, you know, uh, the fact that you, uh, you know, can smell the roses a little bit, like what you're doing now. And uh, you're, you're good, man. Really good. I'm mean, no. very proud of you, Craven. No, I appreciate that yeah. a lot. I mean, no. I really value our friendship for all these years and, and appreciate you letting me uh, do this podcast with you, buddy. No, it's been a pretty amazing journey. I mean, you've, uh, you know, you've you've mentored me as much. I think it's uh, it's vice versa, Sean. You've uh, been an inspiration, man. You, you know, took sometimes a hard road. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? You, you made it happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you yeah. made it happen, and that's that's what it's all about. Right. I mean, uh, exactly. Not every path is straight. Yeah, I probably smell. I probably smelled too many roses uh, early on. <laughs> <laughs> a couple too many beers, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, and it's been good. I mean, yeah, uh, right. You know. The uh, obviously the folks here on the podcast can't see how tall I am, but we haven't we haven't talked about the the elephant on my shoulder here. So what the fact that you're oh yeah the fact that I'm like midget like you know well you're not midget like you you say that I I I've known you my whole life and you I played hockey with you and uh, you know until I moved off and you know went went to Saginaw and started really pursuing it, but I. I never, I never looked at your size of, as anything, to be honest with you. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, you, yeah. I mean, you're, you're 110 percent every time you came to the game, man. I mean, you went in the dirty areas. Uh, yeah, I mean, back when we played, it was a heavy game. A lot of guys doing, doing, you know, hitting and running, you know, yeah, running in. <laughs> they thought, they, but you got right. But you're a tough kid. I mean, I never, I never thought anything of it. No, to it's be good. honest with you, it's just that you know, it's, uh, it's, it can be your own personal perception, and that's one thing I think that's driven me, and maybe mm-hmm. driven me a little too hard at times, like we talked about. Yeah, is that, um, you know, I'm five foot two, mm-hmm. and uh, this world's not really built for a five foot two male. So, you know, there is something they talk about the Napoleonic complex, all this stuff. Although, if you read about it, it's a little yeah. What like, is that? What is that? It's way overblown. It's way overblown. I've I've read about it. So it's a short man syndrome. So people okay. are a little extra aggressive. You know, they're always trying to, you know, prove the, themselves or yeah, something. Yeah, trying to prove themselves. And there's something to it for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, like I say, I think it's a little overblown. Hollywood loves to talk about it. We, can, we can't talk rag on fat people or people of color. But if you're sort of like a midget, you're, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, open season. <laughs> yeah. well, that's, you know what I'm saying? But, but that's okay. Well, um, I, can, I can handle it. And that's why, uh, you know, but it definitely, um, 
you know, it always felt like a foot in my backside, whether it was or not. There's mm-hmm. always that motivation. And some people, I mean, I'm sure a person of color, somebody else that, uh, you know, may have a sense that everyone is discriminating against them constantly. I always realize when I walk into a room, you know, literally, especially when it's a fresh room, all eyes look at me and they go, wow, that's a really short dude. Every time. And I know it because when I walk into a room and there's a really short dude, that's the first thing I think. I'm like... Wow. So you think that's what people are thinking? That's really short, dude. I really do. I think that's what happens. So, every so what time. is that like at work? You, you or just anywhere you go? Anywhere, man. Go walk into Meyer. All eyes turn. Wow. Really? That's a really short, dude. It's like well, being a black guy amongst a hundred white people. Everybody turns, goes, "Wow, there's a black guy." You wow. know, it, it just is what it is. We don't talk about it in society, and that's okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't realize you. Uh, that's that 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 you that you uh, deal with that. It, to be I honest do. with you. Well, you know, it's. Um, you know, it's because I don't look at you that way. That, I don't I, get held back by it. Let's put it yeah. that way. But it, it, it's definitely there. And like I say, I mean, uh, you, we try and overcome things. And not that it's, I'm not pretending like it's something like that, but I think it's important for your podcast listeners. I mean, everybody's got something that motivates them. And oh, for yeah. me, it's, uh, you know, trying to be a man and, and not necessarily, you know, it's not easy. I walk up to a bar and, you know, everyone around me gets served. Really? And I'm, oh, yeah. This, this drives my wife nuts. She sees it happen. But wow. you know what? I can handle it. Well, that's unfortunate. I mean, that's ridiculous. It yeah, is a little it's bit. Ridiculous. But you know what? Like I say, it, it's one of those things, and I thought... Uh, but when you when, when someone gets to know you, and they start talking to you, and, yeah. and they, they understand how successful you are, I'm sure that, that whole thing changes, correct? I think so. I think uh, once I get to know people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and talking to my friends, I think it's my issue, not their issue. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's my friends, I don't have any issue with... Uh, you know, with anything they say, it's always funny, man. It's all it's all open season, you know. Well, we were out so. that stick and puck this morning. You were you were doing great. I was feeding you passes. Well, yeah, yeah. you were moving around like, like, like the old days, man. Oh yeah, you know, no, what I'm we're saying? feeling good. No, yeah. but it's uh, I think uh, I think it's like I say, it's more my issue. But it's it's interesting how it uh, how different things and perceptions can drive people. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I say, my height was definitely a driver. It's also my you know brother and sister. I think. Uh, you know, I always had the impression that my parents thought I was an idiot compared to the, you know, rocket scientist brother and the, uh, you know, yeah, the little, little, beauty queen uh, yeah. slash, uh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, next NASA sister of mine. And, yeah. and that full ride to Boston. Yeah. College or whatever it was. Boston, BU. Yeah. She had yeah. a full ride at BU. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where, uh, you know, I was kind of the short fat one, kind of the funny kid, you know, and it that just drove me nuts. And, and you know what? Obviously it still does, but, but it. Hey, but it, it, it drives you, man. Well, it drove you to be a successful doctor for 19 years, so I don't think that's that that bad. So actually, it's an asset. It is an asset, and you, you got to treat it. it as such. But you, again, yeah. got to smell the roses too. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's just be you know being aware of it, and then you being aware of it. I mean, you know, like uh, you know, you know, my whole story. I, I couldn't really read. Struggle with reading. I didn't work, and and and, and uh, even when I was you know working at Lincoln, I had someone had to teach me how to write something. I yeah. couldn't write a freaking email. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I worked on it, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I let my grandfather tell me who I was and he was the one that was the one that couldn't read or anything, you know, his yeah. whole life. And I'd never do that, but he just, you know, but it, it's just evolution. You know, like your son, right? Like Alex, listen to your son talk. He's like, it's evolution of, of human beings. Just they evolve, they get better. Yeah. You know, you have to learn, but being aware of it, you know, acknowledge it, talk about it. 
We all have things and you work on it and, and you move forward and you, yeah. and you stay go, you get going, you know? And then what you do is you just don't do it to somebody else. You know, you don't yeah. give somebody else a hard time. I mean, I, you know, I've been in New York for a long time and there's, I could go, I've told you horror stories and I could go on and on about weird stuff at the company I work for, but I don't ever do that to the younger kid behind me. Yeah. And it yeah. takes a lot of strength. It, it's not it easy. Yeah. It's hard, but you know what? I'm making a change. I'm making a difference. It's like preventing, you know, child abuse within families. You know, it right. tends to be dad abuses the kid. The kid abuses his younger brother. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're abusing their kids. I mean, you got to you gotta disrupt that, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not easy. And the first thing about, you know, addiction is admitting that you have it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. Uh, exactly. You know, knowing, knowing what the monkey is in the room, you acknowledge the monkey, mm -hmm. and then you, uh, you uh, try and get past it. Right. And everything, exactly. there's something that motivates people. And I, frankly, maybe some people need more motivation. Like, what do you mean? Well, we're t you know, I listen to your podcast a lot. Of, a lot of times people are, uh, you know, wandering, trying to find themselves. We talked about people mm -hmm. going into college to find themselves. Yeah. You, you just don't, you can't do that because of the cost yeah. of it these days. Oh, yeah. Maybe like, I, what, I would you say? It was like crippling, right? It is crippling. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to, uh, you got to have a good plan. Mm -hmm. But it, uh, you know, people need to, I don't know, we need to find buttons for some young people mm -hmm. to uh, to find what what drives them. Well, you talk about uh, what you deal with. You know, the, a lot of kids deal with all this stuff now. It's Now it's more amplified because of the social media and Instagram and all these other kind of things, these video games. And it's 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 amplified. And people are taking advantage or, or, or you know, of, of younger people that aren't maybe as mature enough to handle what, what is going on. And I think that's, that's another thing that we, we need to start working on. And you're, you know, you're a father. So I mean, I, I mean you're doing a great job. These, your two kids are, are unbelievable, you know, and, and, you know, you, I, you know, I, I, I never had the opportunity, uh, you know, but I, uh, I just see it with kids, you know, I'm a good coach, you know, I oh, like yeah. coaching kids and stuff and I can see it. I, and I work with kids and, you know, you can see what they're dealing with and, uh, we, we all have to, we all have to try to, you know, you know, we all have to try to do some stuff, you know? And that's kind of why I'm doing this. You know, this is community service. I'm not charging anybody anything for it, you know? So it's just, uh, you it know. Is, it is interesting thinking about uh, that motivation factor, what motivates people. And, you know, I was mm -hmm. also coaching this year. I wasn't uh, some sort of travel coach like you were, Sean. Yeah. Uh, we're, going, <laughs> we're going squirt B, but, yeah. uh, but uh, trying to find what, okay. what would push these kids' buttons. And sometimes I had it, but often I didn't know mm -hmm. what drove them. And it's interesting to try and get into that psyche of what drives people. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, again, this is a, a little bit more business oriented than um, medical oriented, but, um, you know, f when you're managing people, trying to find what motivates them, mm -hmm. what's their button, what do they need? Some people, it's just a little bit of praise, you know, mm -hmm. hey, fantastic job. Like yeah, I was very praise oriented, man. I still am mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, you know, I'll, I'll break my right eye tooth to, to, as long as you tell me, hey, great job, you know. Well, well it's like going into the corners, man. I loved, uh, I loved it. And people, oh, Craven, you went in the corners, man. You go to the tough areas. That just motivates me to go in the tough areas again. You know, that's all like I need. Like I said, like a little bit know, of a pat on the back. I mean, like a it's, puppy, it you know? kind of pains me to realize that that's how what happens when you go into somewhere and you don't, you know, you get discriminated against. That that actually really pisses me off. <laughs> like, you know, so because you're a friend of mine, I didn't realize you dealt with that. It, 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 it's it's crazy, you know, but uh, yeah, it's just, that's the way society is. We all have to understand it. And there's things that make anger me that I've been working with. And um, yeah, you know, we just got to try to teach people how to deal with that kind of thing, you know, like, uh, well, what I was, 
what I was saying. Well, there's only like one personality out of five that really gets motivated on negatives. Like, oh, you can't do that. Like, most people get motivated on positives. Okay, I, I've said that in my first podcast. So, I give compliments all the time too. I always look at something that's like, you know, positive, because that's how I get motivated. So I don't focus on, you know, oh well, look, look at the stuff on the floor. Like, all right, well, how are we going to clean it up? Like, you know, let's let's focus on like cleaning it up, like not just complaining about it. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts, you know, so. It's good. I think, yeah. uh, like I said, working with the young people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff out there, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the next generation stepping up to the plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Definitely. Uh, we got to make sure that they step up to the plate without too much debt. Right, right. Yeah, like I said before, you know, that's, that's, that's the worst poverty. It's the, it's the worst poverty. And like you look at this pandemic thing, you know, I talk about this financial Noah's Ark. If you don't have any kind of stuff put together for yourself and something like this comes down, it's not your fault, but stuff happens. The black oh, yeah. swan comes and lands in your pool. What do you do? You know, you gotta, you gotta be ready for that. Shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot it. Shoot it. Like the, <laughs> that, that alligator, alligator, uh, you ever see that alligator show, that guy from Louisiana? Shoulder, shoulder, <laughs> and they're in that little yeah. tinner boat grabbing these alligators. I mean, those guys are crazy. <laughs> little tinner, like that's pretty funny. No, I, you, you know what I'm talking I, about? Oh, I, I know what you're. Talking I guess about. people eat that alligator beef. That's that's got to be gross, man. I don't know. Probably tastes like chicken. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Crazy. All right. Well, that's cool. Hey, that this will conclude uh, another Bradley Basics podcast with Doctor Edward Craven. It's a it's a marquee stop and uh, hey Eddie I appreciate the time. Hey and, man, thanks. And it's good uh, time. yeah, and so maybe like um, uh, like I was talking to some of the other guys like maybe do a seminar or something with something maybe uh, we get get some get some uh, activity on this from this podcast maybe we you know if you had to interact with a young person about wanting to become a doctor would you be okay with that? Oh yeah, no no. All right, I'm, cool. I like to say I'm all in, man. All right, I, I think it would be good to have some uh, some directional mentorship, but it's uh. It's a little bit like my kids, you know, they ask for my advice and they do something else. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. It's cool. All right. All All right, right. brother. Hey, thanks. Love you, dude. Love you, bud. Talk to you.